669. Come, thou fount of every blessing. To me, come thou fount of every blessing, into my heart to sing thy grace, streams of mercy never ceasing, go for songs of loudest praise, teach me
Greetings to each one this morning. In the precious name of Jesus. It's good to be back here uh, to worship with you all. I greatly love this church, and sometimes I almost suffer from pride when I hear, you know, how much you love each other and go the extra mile in serving. And uh, I don't know, I'm just thankful to call it my church that each of us can be here together. And, and working together, and, and you're what makes it a wonderful place, and, and keep it up, because, uh, you know, recently I've been at churches that, uh, you know, they said they had some struggles. I don't know what the struggles were, uh, things that they were working on, and the body wasn't working as it ought to, and that's never fun when it gets to that point, so keep up the good work. Keep on serving the Lord faithfully, um, as you have been. This morning, the title of the message is Instruction and Why We Need It. How many of you like following instructions? A couple of you. Well, that's good. Um, I used to not follow instructions well. I didn't like instructions overly well. And I would buy a cabinet from Lowe's. And if you've ever seen these things, they come in a very tightly packed box. And you, you get it out, and you prop the picture up, and you start putting it together. And, you know, as you're building it, you notice that some parts say A and B and C and a little bag of D's over here. And, and you know, you're putting this thing together and you get, you get it all up. looks like the picture on the box. And then you go to put the shelves in and there's no holes on the inside. And, and you come around to the edge of it and you look and there's a bunch of holes going down the outside. You're wondering why they made that mistake. Well... And then we talked about this in Sunday school. We blame others uh, for our mistakes when it was really my fault for not following directions. In Alberta, you could look across the field, see someone's house, and pretty much figure out how to get there. In Virginia, not so much. You take a road you think leads a certain direction, and it may turn in a complete circle <laughs> or... Seldom seen road is named that for a reason. And, you know, there's, there's all these different roads. And often you get places quicker if you just follow the map. And I like to try find stuff without maps. And my wife's like, well, we do want to get there today. And so maybe I'll put the map in my phone. <laughs> and, oh, I know how to get there. <laughs> and I've, I eventually get to the point, you know, where we're going. Well, if we do that in life, you'll quickly realize that you can't make all the mistakes. If, if we're making all the mistakes and figuring it out all by experience, we're going to have a pretty rough life. Uh, things aren't going to go well for us. And I also noticed that this, this character flaw of um, not following instructions starts out at a really young age. And it's, there's a... It's almost like there's this thing that if I follow instructions, it's a sign of weakness or of less intelligence. Do you ever, do you ever get that? Well, he had to follow the instructions. I just did it by myself. I figured it out. And it's this thing of pride, maybe. And so that starts at a fairly young age. So I thought it would be best if we maybe illustrate this and have a little children's meeting. So I think it'd be easiest if we meet over here, if the two teachers would move back maybe one row and Cheyenne, and then we'd have all the, the children come up here in the front two benches, and we'll have a little children's meeting.
So this whole thing of following instructions, um, the devil will say, well, you don't really need to follow instructions. You can figure it out on your own. And, and I think that's a lie of the devil. And there's, there's two things that I wanted to point out. Uh, not everyone that teaches, teaches correctly. They don't always, if people, some people give instructions to do bad things. And then there's, there's some people that don't like to follow instructions, and yet they like to teach. And, and I wondered, how would that work out if you're in school, and your teacher said, she's teaching you English, which I don't like English. And I think someone did this in time past in English language, and they might, so I before E except after C, that's a, that's a common rule. And then there's some words that just don't follow the rules at all. Do you like those words? Because then you go to spell them, like pneumonia and, and different stuff, and they just add extra letters that aren't even necessary. And, and so it would be difficult if your teacher was trying to teach you lessons, and then she wasn't even following the rules of English herself. And so one child would learn one thing, and the next child would learn something different, and you'd be all confused. Well, if you know me, you know I have eaten my share of chocolate cake. And so I thought, if I've eaten a lot of chocolate cake, I surely know how to make a chocolate cake, right? Because I've eaten it, I know how it tastes, I can probably figure out pretty much what goes in. So I thought this morning, I would teach you all how to make a chocolate cake. Now, do you think I know how to make a chocolate cake? Your lack of faith is astounding. Well, fortunately, I have a box. Tells me how to make a chocolate cake. And I like to do it the simple way. So I got a cake mix. I think this is what that's called. So we'll start out with a cake mix. I can't even get it open. Ah, there we go. So how much cake mix do you use? Probably just a little bit. Nah. We'll use the whole thing. We want a big cake, right? If you go big or go home. So, big cake. And they never put all the goodies in cake mixes. They'll say stuff like, just add water. Yeah, we don't need that. I've watched my wife do it. She always uses some good imitation vanilla. Cheaper at Sharp Shopper. So, splash of vanilla. This is really strong stuff, so you don't need much vanilla. That's what she told me. And when I like, like sometimes you get cake and it's like really dense, and I like a fluffy cake. And so, when you think of fluffiness, I think of like baking powder or something. Well, maybe some baking soda. So a little baking soda. And you just, you just want a little baking soda just to add flavor. And then baking, a little baking powder. But this is for fluffiness. We want it really fluffy. Mix it together. Wow, that looks dry. A little water. 
Maybe they were right. <laughs> Still dry. We don't we want moist cake. Ah. Much better. That's how you do it though, right? If you want moist cake, you just add water. And I was gonna add some milk to make it less watery, but we ran out of milk, or didn't find something to put it in. Luckily for me, I like a little substance, and Bradley brought eggs. I like crunch too, and I didn't have any butter fingers, and so, Oh yeah, just add eggs for crunch when you don't have butter fingers. And just stir them up good because you don't want too big of egg chunks. A little salt. Oh, and I like Frank's hot sauce. It's kind of a, a, a sweet heat. Okay. There we go. Oh, still my egg. Oh. Anyway, my wife never said that would happen. And there's a feather. Who all would, so if, if we bake this cake, would you all like to eat it? Why, why not? Because it's yucky. Yeah. Oh. Do you think it would have been better if I would have followed these instructions? Yeah. Do you know that's the same way in life? When, when we think, well, it'll just be more fun to do it my own way, we can have a lot of regrets and we can make a lot of mistakes and then what we end up having isn't good at all. It's yucky, I'll probably have to throw that all away because I didn't follow directions. And sure, we might be able to make up a cake after a while just experimenting, but if we follow instructions, it's a lot better off. Now, the other thing I thought of is, let's say I took a little seed, like a bean seed, and I put it in some dirt, and I poured water on it. Do you think I, we could sit here and just watch it grow today? No. no. So, do you think if I left it and I kept watering it and we come back in two weeks, do you think we'd see something? If a little bean seed? What happens? A little seed pops out of the ground? Yes. Okay, well there's this law called sowing and reaping. And sometimes we do things and we don't follow instructions because we think it's going to be fun. Like we don't obey our parents. They tell us to do something and we don't want to do what they told us to do. And so we think we're just going to do our own thing. We're just going to run, and we're not going to obey them, and, and we do it, and we had fun, and there was no consequences, but then they found out that we disobeyed them, and then all of a sudden there's consequences. There's called this law of sowing and reaping, so if we sow bad seed, if we sow bad things, we don't see the results often right away, but after a bit, soon we'll start to see results of our bad actions, and if I bake this cake, it'd be really yucky, I think. 
and because I did not follow directions. So when our parents ask us to do something, they, they ask us to do something because they love us. And a lot of times our parents have experienced things in their own lives that they have dealt with and they made mistakes and they don't want you to have to make the same mistake. So they'll tell you stuff, well, don't do this or do this and it will work much better. So I just want to encourage you as you go through life to follow instructions because it will help you greatly. So you can go back to your parents. Proverbs 1.7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. Your mom and your dad often want what's best for you. And there's this little thing called submission, that the earlier we learn submission, the better off in life we will be. Proverbs 9.9 9 says, Give instruction to a wise man, and what will happen? He will be yet wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. I've decided that I'll just stick with this theme of instruction throughout the whole sermon this morning. There are many Bible verses on this, and there, there's also this Bible verse as it relates to children, that we learned at a very early age. And our parents used it kind of as, this is where I get my authority from. And so they, they teach it to a child pretty young. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest live long on the earth. Now, we've all heard those verses taught to us at a fairly young age. It's the first commandment that has a promise with it that says, if you listen, you'll live long on the earth. I don't know what all that means. I think it means that you'll have a fulfilled life, that you will not have a lot of regrets in life if you listen to instruction. Now I've noticed that obedient to obedience to parents has become so rare that if you're in a grocery store and there's a, the person running the grocery store, the tiller, the... Um, one of the customer care people, if they're there and, and you tell your child, no, you cannot have that candy, and then your, your child responds in, in a proper manner and says, okay, or whatever, that they are completely blown away because that is not the proper response that um, people get in stores anymore. The, the little children throw temper tantrums, they scream and holler, they, you know, they're, I've told you stories about people in the store where like the, the little boy, he learned how his mother operated. So he would bring five candy bars up to the counter and he would just lay them all on the counter. Reach up, lay all five candy bars up there. And his mom's like, she, you cannot have five candy bars. So he's like, okay, takes two away. Okay, well, I guess you can have two. So he, he realized that because when he would just bring up one, he would lose the one candy bar he brought up. So he started bringing up a handful of stuff and by the time she worked through all his temper tantrums, uh, he would still get out of the store with at least two candy bars. So he's a pretty smart little child. But he was not learning proper life lessons. And he was not learning how, he was learning a trait that would stick with him through life. 
And the reason that our society is like it is, I believe, is because we've tolerated partial obedience, we've tolerated delayed obedience, and to some extent, we've tolerated outright disobedience. And so we wonder why children are behaving the way they are behaving in our society. And it's, it's been a fault of probably parenting for years. And so I had to think, are we in the last days? And I, I've read these verses many times here, but I still believe that we're in the last days. Second Timothy 3, it says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers' lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so did these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith, but they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifested unto all men, as theirs also was. I would like us to note what surrounds, what list surrounds being disobedient to parents. So it was just tucked in a very horrible list of things. And oftentimes we read it and, well, it's in there, but we don't really sit and think about what does it mean to be disobedient to parents? Um, proud, boasters, covetous, blasphemers, unthankful, unholy, just to name a few, was all lumped together with disobedience to parents. If a child doesn't learn to listen to their parent as the first authority in their life, they will grow up to challenge whatever authority comes along. And so God set up a structure in the home that he gave parents an awful lot of authority. And sometimes I was like, it's almost too much responsibility because we're still learning as we go along. But God has given us as parents a responsibility to be the authority in the home, to be able to train up a child in the way that they should go. And when a child grows up not respecting the parent as authority, he won't respect the teacher at school, and there's problems the school board will have to deal with. He won't respect the minister. He won't respect the law enforcement officer or even God. And so we, we have these things that we have to um, deal with because of disobedience to parents. And then I thought of this thing about a child being disobedient, grows up to be a sinner. And sinners aren't content generally to sin alone. If you ever thought about this, um, it says they, they seek followers. A sinner will seek to be followed. They'll seek to have others um, be dishonest with them. Uh, it talks about men creeping into houses. Why do they creep into houses? Well, why do you sneak around? Oftentimes when you sneak around, it's because you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing, right? It's not because you're doing something outright. Um, a person says, well, why do you whisper about someone? It's not because you're giving them compliments, right? It's because you're saying something negative oftentimes. And so this, this thing of these men creeping into houses, they're leading captive uh, people that were not wanting to learn. It says silly women laden with sins, but they're also leading other people captive. 
And then I, I was noting that it said ever learning. So they were being instructed by someone or they were trying to instruct. These false teachers were wanting to instruct and they were ever learning, but they were never coming to a knowledge of the truth. And so when we, um, false doctrine or false teaching will never come to the full knowledge of the truth. And when I think about instruction, our flesh naturally doesn't like instruction. And I think there's a battle every time that we're to receive instruction, there's a battle that takes place with our flesh. Let's turn to Proverbs 6. Proverbs 6, starting at verse 12. It says, A naughty person, a wicked man, walketh with, walketh with a froward mouth. He winketh with his eyes. He speaketh with his feet. He teacheth with his fingers. Frowardness is in his heart. He deviseth mischief continually. He soweth discord. Therefore shall his calamity come suddenly. Suddenly shall he be broken without remedy. These six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are abomination unto him, a proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, and heart that devises wicked imagination, and feet that be swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that sows discord among the brethren. My son, keep thy father's commandment, and forsake not the law of thy mother. Bind them continually upon thine heart, and tie them about thy neck. When thou goest, it shall lead thee, and when thou sleepest, it shall keep thee, and when thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. Now this probably doesn't need to be said, but I wanted to, to clarify this whole thing of obeying your parents. So if your parents are prompting you to do evil, there is a clause that you are to do evil. But most of the time when it talks about obeying your parents in the Bible, it talks about being instructed in good things, instructed in the Word of God, instructed to follow God. Um, so I also will say that if in the idea of honoring parents, I think that we need to honor our parents, whether our parents are living a godly life or not. There's a certain amount of respect that they are our parents. They, are, they were ordained to be our parents by God, and so we must honor them. But if they're doing evil, we, we aren't to follow in their footsteps. But it, most of the time in the Bible, when it talks about obeying our parents, it talks about them teaching us good things. Now, in the New King James, in Proverbs 6, verse 12, it says it this way. It says, a worthless person, a wicked man, walketh with a perverse mouth. A worthless person. I mean, that puts it pretty harshly. And I, I had to think, was that person always worthless? or were, It gives the idea of unprofitableness. Well, when a person is involved in wickedness, and they're going about teaching others to fall, it says they teach with their, they speak with their feet, they're, they're um, going after sin, and other people are following them, they're teaching with their hands, there's, there's different signs that are not good. There's people can swear with their hands and different things. They're teaching with their hands. And this person has become unprofitable to society. He learns trickery. He leads others to do evil. And the end of such a person is calamity and destruction. 
And so when I thought about this, I was like, well, this is so far away from what's in our church, right? This is a long way away. People follow instructions here. Why would I even bring this up? It's almost like um, a waste of a sermon to bring up not following instructions because a lot of people do so well. But it doesn't start out when a person is just sold out to do evil. It's often they, they start just not listening to little things and they start neglecting little things in their life and they get an instruction and they say, well, I know better. I'm going to do it my own way. And so it starts out a little bit at a time and before you know it, they're doing much worse things than they ever intended on doing. And they're, they're leading others astray. Proverbs 5, one chapter back, verse 1, says, My son, attend unto my wisdom, and bow thy ear to my understanding, that thou mayest regard discretion, and that thy lips may keep knowledge. For the lips of a strange woman drop as honeycomb, and her mouth is smoother than oil. Her feet go down to death, her steps take hold on hell. Lest thou shouldest ponder the path of life, her ways are movable, that thou canst not know them. Hear me now, therefore, O ye children, and depart not from the words of my mouth. Remove thy way far from her, and come not nigh the door of her house, lest thou give thy honor unto others, and thy years unto the cruel. Unless strangers be filled with thy wealth, and thy labors be in the house of a stranger. And thou mourn at the last, when thy flesh and thy body are consumed, and say, How have I hated instruction, and my heart despised reproof? And I have not obeyed the voice of my teachers, nor inclined mine ear to them that instructed me. I think of Solomon. What didn't he have? Solomon had everything he wanted. He had um, pleasures untold. He had palaces. He had wealth and women without number. And he gives this advice here to, to young men or his son. He says, don't follow after the way of the strange woman. And yet many young man has chosen to say, I don't believe it, I'm going to try it for myself, and has fallen into horrible sin. And they, they're, as they get older, they're thinking, oh, how I have hated instruction. And they have a lot of regrets and a lot of grief in life because they didn't listen to the words of the wise. To learn these type of lessons is to play with fire. And no one says by experience. So let's say if you have to experience every lesson, well, let's see what it's like to be with a strange woman. If you learn these lessons by experience, there's no guarantee that you'll escape with your soul. And nine times out of ten, there's eternal damnation awaiting if, if we play with this type of fire. Proverbs 4, verse 10. Oh, hear, O oh my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in thy right paths. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened, and when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. And repeatedly throughout uh, the book of Proverbs, it says, take hold of instruction. Don't let it go. Keep it, because it's life. It's, it's the way of life. Enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not in the way of the evil man. Avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it, and pass away. For they sleep not except they have done mischief, and their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to fall. And I entitled that, that section of scripture, 
the fool's guide to a good night's rest. They, they don't get sleep unless they have done mischief, or they don't get sleep unless they've caused some to fall. And that, that's a really uh, concerning verse. For they eat the bread of wickedness, and they drink the wine of violence. But the path of the just, look at the difference here. The path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more into the perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness, and they know not at what they stumble. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ears unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are thy life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee forward mouth, and perverse lips put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. Here he's beseeching his son, don't follow the path of the wicked. And I think when I say son, I mean daughters too. Don't follow the path of the wicked. It's, it's avoid it. Turn away from it. Pass not by. He, he repeats these things. And so why was he so adamant about it? Well, there's something, there's obviously a pull. There's obviously a pull into temptation to do wickedness and to say, well, that looks like they're having fun. That looks like they're having a good time. I'm going to try it out. He said, don't even try it out. Stay far away from it. Avoid it at all possible. What difference does it make if you find yourself lost for eternity if you got there really slowly or really fast? When I, when I thought about this, some people say, well, I'm having a good time right now. Okay. In the, in the scope of eternity, what's a good time right now get you? If, if you're sinning. And, and what if you're allowed to sin and have, in quotes, a good time for a long time? In the scope of eternity, it doesn't make any difference if you got to total destruction and ruin fast or slow. Proverbs 22.1 A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches and loving favor rather than silver and gold. And I thought about this thing of our reputation. I thought about this thing of honor. Are we concerned about honor, our honor? Uh, I don't think people are concerned about honor anymore as much as they once were. And when you start hanging out with the wicked, when you start going down the paths of the wicked, when you start associating with the wicked um, on a regular basis, the first things that you ruin are your good name or your reputation um, as far as because you become associated with that person. If you're always with them, you're going to be associated with them. So if we, we talked about alcohol in Sunday school, if you were to every day hang out with a group that was known for drinking and partying, you would automatically be known as an alcoholic yourself, even if you weren't taking the drink, because it's, it's by association. You're hanging out with them. There must be some similarity. What we've taken years to build, a good name takes years to build. You don't, you don't build a good name overnight. It takes years of, of faithfulness that you, you did what you were told to do. You, you were um, trustworthy. When asked to do a job, you accomplished it faithfully. When 
You were asked to watch over something. You did it faithfully. And so with time, you've developed a reputation and people know that they can trust you and people know that they can count on you to be there. Well, it doesn't take very long to destroy that good name completely. Sometimes it just takes one time of just really destroying faith for someone to not trust you at all. Psalm 50, 16. But unto the wicked God saith, What hast thou to do to declare my statutes, that thou shouldest take my covenant in thy mouth, seeing thou hatest instruction, and cast my words behind thee? When thou saw a thief, then thou contendest with him, and hast been partakers with adulterers. Thou givest thy mouth to evil, and thy tongue framed deceit. Thou sittest and speakest against thy brother, thou slanderest thine own mother's son. These things hast thou done, and kept silence, that thou, thou thoughtest that I was altogether such as one as thyself. But I will reprove thee, and set them in order before thine eyes. Now consider this, ye that forgot God, lest I tear you in pieces, and there be none to deliver. Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me, and to him that ordereth his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God. Here I see a merciful God speaking to people. He said, you have hated instruction. You have turned from me. You've you've done these things, and you think I'm a man just like you, and I'm not. And there will be judgment. But before there's judgment, why don't you turn back to me? Why don't you start following instruction? God's calling, maybe you're on a path. I don't know your hearts this morning. But maybe you're on a path and you you don't like instruction very much. Maybe you're pretty young and you think, well, I'm going to figure it out on my own. You can stop that path today and you can say, I'm going to start heeding instruction. I'm going to start listening to my parents. I'm going to start being obedient. Proverbs 5.14, I didn't read that verse in the last time, but it says, I was almost in all evil in the midst of the congregation and in the assembly. And this was, uh, I believe, Solomon talking. And he said he, he went after all these pleasures that he could find. He, he didn't withhold anything from himself. And he said he almost completely ruined himself. And it wasn't just that he completely ruined himself and it didn't affect others. We learned this morning that when we um, don't follow instruction, when we don't heed God's commandments that we're not only affecting ourselves, but we're affecting all those around us. And Solomon said, I was almost completely ruined, but God is merciful, and he's there to call us back if we went down that path. Proverbs 8.33, it says, Hear instruction and be be wise, refuse it not. Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates and waiting at the post of my doors. For whoso findeth me findeth life and shall obtain favor of of the Lord. But he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul and all that hate me love death. So when I, when I, as I went through the Bible and I read all these things about instruction, people that love God love instruction, especially when it comes from God, when God's instructing them. And so are we waiting on the Lord? And are we delighting to be in his presence, learning more about him? Are we waiting by his gates and waiting by the posts, wanting to learn more of the Lord? Proverbs 15, 29. It says, the Lord is far from the wicked. That's not where we want to be. We want the Lord close to us. But he heareth the prayer of the righteous. 
The light of the eye rejoiceth the heart, and a good report maketh the bones fat. The ear that heareth reproof of life abideth among the wise. He that refuseth instruction despises his own soul, but he that heareth reproof getteth understanding. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. And so this morning, I just wanted to leave you with two keys to follow instruction. The first key is the fear of the Lord. If we have a proper fear of the Lord, we're going to want to heed his instructions. We're going to want to heed what he has to say. If we've lost the fear of the Lord, if we've lost a fear of God, then the desire to learn isn't even present. Because what, what's promoting us to do good if it's not our respect and our love for God? The story is told of three boys whose dad asked them if they would sit down. I, I don't know how it properly went. But the first boy just simply refused. He stood up. And the second boy, he sat down, but he said, inside, I'm standing up. And the third boy sat down and said, inside, I'm sitting down as well. He just listened willingly to what he was told. There's three responses that we could have. We could say, well, I'm not going to listen to instruction, which is just rebellion. We could say, well, I am submitting to instruction, but on the inside, I'm really standing up. I don't like it. I'm, I'm going against it in my heart, and it's not as obvious. Or we can just go with instruction and learn to submit. When we think about our Christian walk, which boy are we? Do we resist the instruction and will of our Heavenly Father? Do we grudgingly submit, or do we willingly do His commands? And that's a challenge to me. Proverbs 1.7, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Let's not be a fool this morning. Let's have a song.